Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. I'm here with uh, Pastor Kenny King, and uh, we are talking today, we're continuing our What About series. We've been uh, doing that this season, uh, and today we're, we're, we're talking about kind of the, when, when people compare the situation in the U.S. to situations in other countries. Yeah. So it would be, you know, what about how much better things are in the U.S. than they are and uh, you know, n- name another country that they think is uh, bad. So, um, so that that's that's the what about you know what about this? What about these other countries that are terrible? Surely, surely, and 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 they're doing this. The argument, the reason for this argument, is to kind of push back or push against those who are trying to be critical of the U.S. and or critical of the of the history, right, You're right. of our history, right? And so. They're really trying to kind of push against that and say you can't you can't be critical of the U.S. I mean, look at compare us, look at all these other countries, right? Yeah. So, uh, so Kenny, what what are the uh, are there merits to this kind of an argument? Yeah, I, I would say that there are some merits to this argument. Okay. In the sense that we should appreciate certain aspects of our nation, right? Like uh, um, we we do have freedoms in our That's nation right. where we can. We can speak our minds without fearing mm-hmm. uh, going to jail for the most part. Um, right. our, our justice system, while it does have issues, it is not severely corrupt as mm-hmm. we can see in other places where you, I mean, you have to pay the yeah. police. Right. <laughs> like on the spot. On the spot. <laughs> on yeah. the spot. Pay them off right now. You know, we, we don't have to worry about those things. Um, that There are levels of injustice in other places. Right. Um, that we do not have to experience in our nation. Yeah, and so right. we can be, we can be thankful for that. That's right. Yes, and and we can also appreciate the sacrifices of people who've gotten us to this point. Yes, who have, who have fought for our freedom. Yeah, that's right. Like our our soldiers, we mm-hmm. can appreciate um, to a certain extent our forefathers. Yeah. and their mm-hmm. um, foresight. Mm-hmm. And, and laying a foundation to where we could say, even if we didn't necessarily uh, fulfill the mission, right? But we we did start out with a declaration that said all men are created equal. So we do have right. something to aspire to. Yeah, that's right. That is um, biblical. That is admirable. Right. So we can appreciate uh, those aspects of our nation, and we can appreciate the people who actually. Um, came up with those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also say, yeah, another merit of that argument is sometimes we can have this negative view of the United States as if it's the only place That's in bad. the world mm-hmm. that has right. these issues. Yes. It's a yeah. it, that argument can remind us that no, these issues are um, right. universal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is not just a United right. States problem. This is a problem throughout. Um, the world, right, gives us a right perspective. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so that there's no place where you can run to, right. That's going to where you're going to be uh, the, the perfect, free, the perfect country from right. discrimination and injustice. 
Like, no, this is this is what goes on throughout mm-hmm. um, the creation. So, right, um, it's just a good reminder of that. Yeah, but those are some merits. Yes, uh, and there are also some problems yes. with this argument. So, brother, yes. what are some of those issues? Well, I mean, normally when you hear it, it feels as if people are making comparisons to, like, the really corrupt nations. Yes. Right? Like, we could be living in North Korea, Kenny, you know, or right. could be in Russia, you know. It's like, well, okay. I mean, <laughs> uh, or or maybe a, another kind of side of this, uh, they, they'll they choose impoverished nations. Right. Right? Um, uh, Africa or Central America, you know, like... There, there's these places in the world, Kenny, where you can't even get food. You right. Know, you can't even. And so surely you think America's better than that. And you that's know? the and that's kind of the vulgar side. The really vulgar side of this argument is uh, for descendants of slaves is, well, go back to Africa. Yes. Or you should be happy that you're in the United right. States instead of Africa. Because yes. look at the condition of Africa. Right. Again, not realizing that you, you stole Africa's right. most precious resource and its people. So. That's right. Uh, that's the most vulgar side, I would say, of that argument is yeah. we're going to compare it to uh, a continent that we ravaged, <laughs> right. you know, and, well, that we contributed to his yes. downfall. Yes. And, and we, we don't tend to compare it to, to nations who are doing well. Right. right. Yes. And I think another I mean, I think another problem is just simply we can do both and right. We yeah. can appreciate our nation. I mean, that's the things that we were talking about, the kind of the merits there. And yet, also realize that it, it we need to improve. We need to get better. We need to work on things, right? In fact, I would say the best way to appreciate the nation, the best way to appreciate our history, is to actually find ways to improve. Find, Amen. Find ways to get better. Find ways to, um, if you if you think where our justice system is, you know, is just, well, maybe it could be more. Ju- are there are there areas where it's unjust, you know? And and if so, how can we address that? How can we how can we improve on that? Or if you look at our history and you say, you know, you just want to say, well, everything's perfect in our history, right? They're like, well, no. Okay, let's let's acknowledge the areas where maybe we didn't do it right, we weren't doing what we should have done, and let's learn from that so that we don't repeat those mistakes again, so that we can actually, you know, improve that. And so, and I, I so I, I really think I like the idea of the best way to appreciate is to actually uh, seek to improve. Yes. Versus just saying uh, we're gonna. If we if we criticize in any way or if we we talk negative in any way, well then we no, we no longer appreciate it. It's like no, that's not that's not fair, right? You can you, right. Can, you can do both of those. What what would you add? What would you add to that, brother? Yeah, it's the the idea about appreciation appreciating not only our nation and trying to improve it, but appreciating our history. Mm-hmm. And there are aspects of our history that are admirable. Yeah, uh, but we have to be honest about our flaws so that we can learn from them. Yeah, I, uh, you know the saying is that you don't learn from your history; it will repeat itself. Yeah, and we repeat. see that a lot. Is mm-hmm. that because we haven't learned from, we haven't been honest about the history? Um, we tend to repeat it. We just find new ways, just invent right. new ways to do the same thing. Yeah, and so. Appreciate the history, yeah, but also be willing to to admit the flaws and and to seek to learn from them, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. There. I mean, let's just be honest. There is some dishonesty out there about our history. Oh, very much so. And I like, mean, we're changing we, history books now and, and all types of stuff to that. keep from yeah. to keep from dealing with the history, yeah. you know, of our nation. And I think you know we've we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I mean, I really think what what ends up happening in this argument is it's not. 
You, you know, you don't always run up against people who are like, everything's perfect. Right. There's most people seem to recognize that, yeah, the justice system needs improvement. Yes, slavery was wrong, right? I mean, most people, <laughs> most people, you know, recognize that there's, you know, room for improvement, those types of things. Yes. But what I see happen with this kind of what about other countries argument is it's a way to not deny our evil or not deny our um, struggles and, and, and injustices just simply as a way to downplay them. Right. Well, they're not as bad as North Korea. They're not as bad as this country. They're not as bad as this. Or, or have you even read any history? You look at history and in places were terrible and awful and, and, and America's great. And, and so I think, to, to me, that's a real danger. Right? Very much so. I mean, it, it's, it's a way to, 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 to basically ignore our problems. I yes. mean, we're just going to be thankful that what we've got's good and we're just going to not pay attention to this evil that's going on over in the in the corner, you know. It's like it's like going into a house. I'm making up this analogy as we go, Kenny. So that's, this could really this is really William is always workshopping. This could this could like be bad. Sermon illustrations. Yes, this could be bad. <laughs> so like if you go into a let's say you're invited over to somebody's house and you go into the house and it's you know it's beautiful, right? It's a yeah. beautiful home. You go into the living room, it's incredible. You know, you go, you have a meal at the, you know, at the table. It's wonderful. And then, and then you're like, hey, I need to use the restroom. You go to the back restroom and you, you open a door. Like there's a, you know, uh, I don't know, a bedroom door and you open it and there's dead bodies, dead <laughs> things, trash piled in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that and would you be go, a problem. and then you go back out in there and you're like, you're, you're just completely like, what in the world? And they're like, well, but look at all the other. Yeah. Don't pay attention to, the, you know, it's like. We would all think that that person's crazy and yes. perhaps a serial killer, you know. And so, but sometimes it feels like we do that uh, when we're trying to quote unquote appreciate something, right? We wanna we wanna just point out all the good things and and downplay anything else that that might detract from that. Yeah, and I think that's a I think that's a real problem with this particular argument. What that leads to, in, in a lot of times, is this unhealthy pride. Like there, yeah. there's a place yeah. for being patriotic, and yeah, that's and, right. and being, being you know, proud of of our mm-hmm. nation and what it's accomplished and what it is. Yeah, there's a place for that, but then there's an unhealthy uh, <laughs> pride. Yeah. in our nation that, um, as the word of God will tell us, will lead to a fall. And, and don't you think too? I mean, it's not like this argument is only used with um, countries, right? I mean, like, I've heard this argument used defending the Southern Baptist Convention denomination. I know some people don't like to call it a denomination. Right. But, but de- defending our church, well, we could be like this church over here. Yes. You know, and let's just be thankful. I mean, yeah, we got some false teachers in our Sunday school classes, but at least we're not like this church. It's like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Let's back up to the false teachers in your Sunday school yes. classes, right? Like, like, you have to be able to acknowledge, hey, these are wrong. This is wrong. We've got to address that. We've got to deal with that. That's the best way to appreciate. That's the best way to right get get better, you know. But if you're convinced, if you're just so determined to make everything rosy and and look pretty and all that, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna downplay that dirty room in the back, you know. You're, right. And and that's that's gonna be problematic. Yeah. So we've kind of walked through merits, walked through some some problems with the argument. How, how can we think about this argument biblically? Yeah, so uh, we we need to be reminded of this, um, that God is going to judge all sin. 
Yes. Yes, he like, is. Even if, let's say it's true, hypothetically, that we are better than other nations. Mm. <laughs> Part of this yeah. argument is we're speaking out of ignorance because we don't know all right. other nations. Right? We just assume they're we all just worse. assume that yes. they're all worse, right? right? Yes. But let's assume we are better. Mm-hmm. It, we can still be under God's wrath because right. of our own sin. Yes. Even if it's not as bad as every other nation right. on the planet, we can still be under God's wrath for our own sin. And the example right. I would use is the the book of Habakkuk. Mm. Or Habakkuk. Yes. However you stress your whatever syllables. That, wherever that pronounces yes. that goes, yeah. So in, in Habakkuk, um, the book starts off with the prophet kind of crying out to God, hey, how are you going to use Babylon to judge us mm. when they are worse than what we are? Right. And God's response is, yes, I'm going to use them to judge you all. Right. But I'm going to judge them too. Right. So he's going to judge all sin. Like nobody's getting away with sin because right. they're better than everybody else. Yeah. Like that's not how it works. God mm-hmm. as a, a God being holy, God mm-hmm. being just, he yep. has to punish all sin. So right. no nation, no matter how good they think they are, is going to escape God's wrath. Yes. And the, the Bible is so brutally honest about sin. Right. I mean, Really, as a, I mean, as a pastor, e- even to a point where there's times when I read my text, whatever my next text is, in particular my text this week, yes, is, is this way, and and you read this, you, you read the text, and you're like, what in the world? You know, this is so uh, stark. I think is a is a right word. Yes. I mean, when it when it describes it, it doesn't it doesn't kind of brush over the the horribleness of sin, the ugly actions of sin. Uh, I mean, even among the people of God, yes. you know, like God could have left out the story of David and Bathsheba. Right. That um, um, he could have just said, you know what, let's just edit that out. We don't have to include that. Is that is a horrible, I mean, just and it's horrible, a t- it's a, terrible It's story. terrible, yeah. you know, and, and, and David's supposed to be the, you know, kind of the man after God's own heart, you yes. know? And so, and then you, <laughs> on top of that, you start looking at the actual evil kings yes. when you read the king's material, and they're sacrificing their children to gods that aren't even real. And I mean, all of this, you know, there's this ugliness. And then you get to the New Testament, and you think, well, that was all Old Testament, you know. And I mean, you get to the New Testament, and, you know, Jesus' condemnation of the uh, the Pharisees, you know. Right, and, right. I mean, just his, you know, um, his criticisms of them. And then you have the, the New Testament letters. I mean, it, we always joke about people saying... Um, we just want to be a New Testament church. Yeah. Well, if you read the letters, the New Testament church had a ton of problems. You might not want to be. <laughs> right? I mean, you don't want to be Corinth. Yes. You know? I mean, that church had all kinds of problems. Read First no. Corinthians, you know? And, yes. And, and what I love about it, though, is that, so so Paul's writing to Corinth, you know, and he's, I love you guys, and, I you know, he's lifting them up. I'm praying for you. I encourage you. Now let's deal with these matters. You know, You're right. Some of you are, you know, some of you are following this guy. Some of you are following. What do you do? We're one in Christ, you know. Or the sexual sin is happening in your church. Like, what are you doing? You guys are fighting over spiritual gifts. I mean, all these kind of major things that Paul's bringing up, and in the Bible, he's just brutally honest with it. You know, here's how you need to you need to battle this. You need to fight this. You need to. You, you, uh, and so. If the Bible is going to be that way, if the Bible yeah. is going to be brutally honest about our sin, then it seems to me that we we need to learn how to be that way. Amen. And part of our difficulty is that we fight against that. We want to downplay. We want to act like it's not that big a deal, whether we're talking about our personal sin 
or we're talking about the sin of our church, you know, or our, yes. our denomination, or we're talking about the s- sins of our nation, right? Right. In, of um, the United States. And so I, I think we really have to fight against that tendency and, yes. um, and do, and do what the Bible is doing and just be brutally honest. That's true. So yeah. what else would you add there? Yeah, I would, I would add that a lot of times this argument is made because we don't want to deal with the systemic sins. Like right. we, we want to believe that the things, the bad things that happen in this country are the actions of one individual mm. or a right. few individual. I right. mean, because when you see something bad happen in our country, what we say is um, that's not who we are. Mm. Like, yes. that, that's not who we are as a people. Right. But... <laughs> As Christians, we should have a, a understanding of depravity, the sinfulness of man from the Bible to where we shouldn't be surprised by systemic sins or we shouldn't try to 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 downplay them. Right. Um, because we're trying to lift up our our nation or ourselves or our our church. Like, mm. no, we should we should say we shouldn't be surprised by it because we know. Mm that we're all depraved right? and that the only thing that depraved people can create right. is depraved stuff. It's going to right. be flawed in, in the some sense. The systems will all be broken. <laughs> yeah. They're, right. they're going to be not I saying mean, they're going to be as, as horrible as they can be. No, of course not. right. Yeah. Because we're still, you know, made in the image of God and, and we still can create beauty as well. But until heaven Mm-hmm. everything that we create will be flawed. Right. And so we shouldn't be surprised to hear that, hey, there are problems in our nation. Right. Um, the, the Bible lets us know that no matter what, no matter how good things were going, <laughs> no matter right. how much God poured out his love and his mercy and his grace on his people, they still did things that were wrong. Yeah. They still sinned against them, still rebelled against them. No matter how much they try to do right, they still have flaws. Yeah, it's just a, just the way it is. Yeah, and, and so we shouldn't be shocked by that. Yeah, I mean, and we should be. I mean, in one one sense, I mean, we should be the ones who are not just not shocked by it, but I mean, we should kind of be leading the charge. Like we, yeah, we should be the ones who are saying, "Hey, guys, we're really thankful for you know our justice system, but man, we know it needs work." Yes, you know, hey guys, we're really thankful for our local church, but man, we know we got we got a whole yes. lot of stuff we still need to work on, you know. Or, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, those are just examples. But, I mean, we we should really be kind of on the forefront of that, right? Because we understand there are no perfect systems, there are no perfect churches, there are no um, um, perfect institutions that man has created because we believe in depravity. Yes. And so um, it's discouraging to me at times. It feels like I see a lot of Christians pushing back against that. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't understand how we, we hold to depravity and yet think that depraved men getting together in a room are going to come out with a document that's not flawed. Right. I mean, it just seems like that's going to it's going to be there, that their prejudices yes. are not built in like <laughs> That's, that's I don't, who I, we are. I, that's it's there, you know. Yes. We we know that that's that's going to be there. So, um, yeah. I mean, what else? What else would you say about that? We can respond biblically. Yeah, I would say the the, the core of the argument is to compare ourselves to other nations, right? But the standard 
is not another country. Right. It's not another nation. The right. standard is God's word. Mm. And so we can always make ourselves look good yes. by comparing ourselves to other people. Mm. Uh, there's a, a parable Jesus told about, you know, a guy in the temple. He's praying. He's saying, I'm, I thank God that I'm not like this man. Yeah. Then the mm. other guy prays, Lord, have mercy on me, a right. sinner. Right. And and the other guy is is redeemed, and the other person isn't mm. because mm. he realizes the standard is not other people. The standard right. is God's word. You know, Jesus talks about our righteousness has to exceed those of the Pharisees. It's, it's not that we we compare ourselves to the Pharisees and say, "Hey, I got to be better than you." Like, no, the standard is even greater than those <laughs> than right. those people. Mm-hmm. You know who who followed the law, who right. seemed about as righteous as you could, righteous you could get, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, "No, that's not the standard. Right. The standard is He's the standard. The, yeah. God is the standard." And so, mm-hmm. making those comparisons will get us nowhere. Right. Uh, the comparison is God and His mm-hmm. Word. Yeah, that's yeah. good. What else would you add to that, brother? Well, I would just you know, I mean. The truth is, the Lord is able to redeem, uh, you know, any nation. So the idea that we're going to like put down other nations or talk about how terrible they are and that that kind of thing uh, seems to um, not really acknowledge the fact that uh, the Lord can redeem Nineveh, right? I mean, the Lord can. Yes. I mean, you think about the story of Jonah, right? The Lord had a heart for Nineveh that even Jonah didn't. <laughs> right. Jonah didn't like, you know, that Jonah rebelled against, and so. Um, but but we don't we don't we need to see that we need to understand that embrace that the Lord can do that and so um, I think that's another another way that the Bible kind of helps us so um, so yeah a lot of I mean a lot of things I mean I, again I think this is one of those arguments that is is going to creep in at times you're you're going to see that um, and I I think it's important for us to think through it to really be honest about uh, sinfulness to really. Uh, look at the scriptures and and see what's there and and again this idea of Christians leading the charge for hey we we want to see improvements right we yes we don't want to ever just rest on our laurels type thing like we don't ever just kind of say hey everything's great and you know no we we want to really uh, be in the front of trying to to seek that I, I think that's so important yeah. It's important for us just to remember the the call that God has given us to to do justice. Yeah. Love mercy and walk humbly mm. <laughs> with our God. Yeah, that's right. It's gonna be hard to walk humbly when we're comparing ourselves. Yeah, uh, considering ourselves better um, than other nations. Right. It's gonna be hard to do justice when you think you already got it all right. Yep. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The so, ongoing nature of that. Right. It. It. You know. We kind of think. Like like when you when you talk about walking humbly with God, like it's you continually doing that. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm humble now. I'm done. I did justice back in the days. So I don't have to do it anymore. It's like right. no, no, no. You're you're doing justice, right? Uh, it's the present active indicative, right? It's continuing into the future. You're continuing yes. to do these things, and um, and so I I think that's a, I think that's important for us to to hang on to is just. Um, we, the, the battle is, is not ever over, you know? I mean, the struggle is, is always there. And the good news is that it will be one day. One day, brother. Yes, one That's the Jesus glorious returns. promises of, in Revelation yes. that we're preaching through. Yes. Amen? Yes. Even through the hard stuff. Even through. <laughs> yes. Yes. We hold that promise out in front of it all. Yes. yes. That's right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do our crazy question for the day, Pastor Kenny. So yes. we're kind of talking about... Um, 
um, you know, trying to create this perfect nation or this perfect place to live. Uh, we've acknowledged that it doesn't exist. But if there was a, a fictional place that you wanted to live that, you know, maybe in a story or in a movie or something like that, a fictional place, uh, where would you want to live? Yeah, brother, I'm going to Wakanda. Come on, Wakanda right? forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever, brother. Come on. I'm going to live in Wakanda. Yes. I'm just right. going to be out out selling my, my wares, selling, yes. my, <laughs> selling yes. my goods just on the streets. taking it easy, you know. Yeah, partying. We're going to be figuring dancing. Out, and figuring wearing. out what good things you can do with vibranium, yes. you know, for the future. You know and what? It feels like Wakanda finds its way into our podcast a lot. It does, man. right? I, I feel it like does. I recently just, talked uh, about vibranium <laughs> in the, on the podcast. But, um, yeah, Wakanda, I mean, that's it really is uh, – Idyllic is that the right? Yes, is that the right way? Really to say is. It? I mean, you watch the two movies and uh, right, and you're like, I would live there. That's a cool. That's a cool place. Yes, I would live. yes. And then I'm an introvert, and you know, they kind of cut off from the rest of the world. You like that? So I like you that. Like that you know, I kind of right? like that idea. Kind of off the grid. With, right, off the grid. Got to deal with no tourists or anything like that. Mm, <laughs> I'm good. Yes. Like, yes. You'd be want to be. You would want to be up in the mountains with Umbaku. Yeah, with, his group. with the Jabari. I'm just gonna chill Jabari, out. Jabari. When what I get tired of being in, in you know, in the, the city, city, I'm just going yeah. going to be with uh, Mbaku and right. Listen just to him bark at people. Yes, <laughs> up in the mountains, people start talking. And you just don't want to listen yeah. to him and just. Bark I eat too out. loud for me, man. I can't. Yes. Uh, like, I really do think we need to figure out a way to make that a part of our cultural standard. Yes. When people are making just silly things, and you just. <laughs> Just, just bark, bark at them. them. Just bark at them until they stop, you know? And yes. that's just, I think that's a good. Oh, man. Ooh, me. Okay, what about you, brother? Where? What fictional place? Well, here's my, my Christian nerdies. I, I think I would probably say probably Narnia over yes. Middle Earth. I really uh -huh. like Middle Earth. Uh, I like. Tolkien stories better than I like Lewis's, but but I actually mentioned Middle Earth in a sermon recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, look at you, look at the. Well, I said there's no such thing as Middle Earth; it's either heaven or hell, right? Oh right. yeah, but that's not yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I think Middle Earth would would be cool. You know, there's definitely some cool um, uh, people there, cool things to do. You live in the Shire, you know, there with um, with Bilbo and his family. Um, but the cool thing about Narnia is like the talking animals. Yeah. Like that's just cool. Right. You know, like you're talking to the lion or you're talking to Mr. and Miss Beaver, you know, you're hanging out with them. And so, um, Tumness. I, so I, yeah, I like, uh, I think, I think I always thought that's Narnia question. Like, was a cool. We'll be able to talk to animals in heaven. That'd be pretty neat. I don't, Kenny, that is a, <laughs> that's like a youth question. Right. Right. I mean, that's like. Uh, kids who are trying to get you off track on Bible study. Absolutely, yes, like heaven, heaven and youth group or anything. Oh, oh man. man, oh man, all kinds all of questions. types of questions. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know the answer to that. That's my right. answer. I don't know. That's, that's we're gonna be able to talk. Usually, to yeah. let's figure out how to get to heaven. Yeah, there we go. Let's focus on that. Speculating about heaven. <laughs> all right. Well, good stuff. Uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to us this week. We hope that um, hope that our conversation has been helpful. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.